Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to have a hangover from these beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Ethan Frome by... What the fuck is her name? Edith Wharton? Edith Wharton. Did she go to UPenn? Is it the... (laughs) Wharton. And uh, I'm starting with a beer. Now, I'm in the middle of moving, so I wasn't able to go to the beer store, so I just had to grab what was at hand, and I'm going to test Jimmy and maybe Nate's abilities to improvise. This beer has a cap, because it's old school like this book, is from Lagunitas Brewing Company. It's called The Waldo's Special Ale. It's a triple IPA. Like Waldo? Like Like where is he? Where's Waldo? Yep. Um, Waldo always wears a sweater and a knitted cap like they do in this entire book. Oh, fair enough. Well, Waldo's <laughs> special hell. Luckily, I went to jazz college. <laughs> Can I just say, because uh, I, I was just Googling what year this came out, 1911, Ethan Frome came out. And if you look at the Wikipedia page for Edith Wharton, it has an amazing, first of the picture of her, the portrait is hysterical because she's like an ugly old lady. And she's old timey lady. With two dogs perched on her lap. And it's a photograph from the 1890s. But this sentence stuck out. I don't know why. I may be able to imagine why this caught my eye. But in the biography section, early life, it says, To her friends and family, she was known as Pussy Jones. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because she wanted to be a Bond girl? I don't know. (laughs) This is before they even wrote the fucking books. She is the first Bond girl. Edith Pussy Jones Wharton. (laughs) Like, neither of those names bear any resemblance to her actual name. There's no explanation. I hope you know, this is Edith's, just an elaborate... You know, nickname Pussy. Because she was Edith some... Edith Pussy is... Uh, <laughs> it sounds like biblical. Yeah. Biblical lesbians. Thou no, shalt not pussy. Edith Pussy. <laughs> but she was known as Pussy Jones. Why? That, that no one knows. Uh, so anyway, Ethan Frome is a novella. It is the world's longest novella. <laughs> Nineteen eleven. It has a. It's. It is uh, violently depressing, up there with most Russian literature. Yeah, but except, but there was no rushing through this. It was fucking took forever. By the way, Waldo Special Ale is a really good beer. Um, What is it? It is. Why is it special? Well, because they only put it out once a year, Lagunitas. And is it it, a Christmas shit? No, no. It's. It comes out like this this time of year. It's springtime. And it's just as dank as shit. Is that when Waldo's birthday is? Maybe. If you can find him. Mm. If you can ask him. Did you get me a different colored shirt? <laughs> I was tired of blending in with everything. Every time I go to like the Turkish bazaar or whatever, <laughs> you have to find him. <laughs> oh, oh, good. It's another scroll. I keep losing mine. Thanks. So, uh, scrolls. Where scrolls. do you keep all of those? You didn't have a bag. That's why he fucking, that's why he loses it. That's why he always find a scroll, his camera or whatever. Oh, true. His dog, a wizard for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is a frame novel. It starts off with a narrator who's like, this guy's weird. Ethan Stumpy Frome is just walking I saw the here. saddest man in the world, and I wanted to know, what the fuck is up with that guy? Starts with, the, it's not a long book, because it's a novella. And still, I wish this stupid frame story wasn't there. Man, frame stories suck. They're so stupid. It does. Not, it makes more be, sense just because, at the end, but the beginning like the big reveal, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. The big it, reveal at the it's end. Kind of dumb. Guess, at the beginning, I though. guess that kind of fit. But also, you could just write that in there. It without could just be an omniscient narrator. Beginning. Yeah, you just this happened, then this happened. You don't need yeah. to have anybody telling that story. I'm glad we've. I found this old world. story in a desk. 
that I saw. Here's the problem with the frame story. Is that it takes so long to actually get into the book itself because it's got to do the whole story. The frame story has to have a story. So, like, like the average time, like, watch time on, like, a YouTube video before people click away it's is, like, like seconds. 15 <laughs> seconds. It's so if, if you're not interested in 15 seconds, people click away. Or, less, or, like, less than that. And on, like, a website, if the website doesn't load in five seconds, people click away. People are just like, I'm not, I don't care what that website was anymore. <laughs> I'll find it. It's load dead fast to me. enough. Oh, yeah. I don't I remember why find... I clicked on it. <laughs> Yeah. I will find different porn. Thank you, sir. <laughs> what other websites are they going to? That room so, doing my banking. So when you put a frame story in a book, it's like, come on, just get to it already. I mean, it's this is kind of unfair criticism because obviously 110 years ago, nobody cared. You know, people had a lot more time on their hands. And seemingly every book needed a frame. It's dumb. So anyways, we got this frame story where this dude, I don't, fucking remember his name. He doesn't and I have never has a name. Doesn't have he he's doesn't have a name. There you curious go. Curious guy number one. He's Nair Ator decides to... <laughs> <laughs> he's just like in the town. He's in the town of Sturkfield, Massachusetts. Not a real town, but sounds like it's near Worcester because he keeps talking about going to Worcester. So that's my guess. Is it somewhere in that area? That or there's just literally nothing in central or western Massachusetts. So there's one thing, which is Worcester. It's not nearly a dumb enough name to be a real one in Massachusetts. Like Marblehead or fucking Braintree. <laughs> or um, isn't there like a Dingley something? Uh, I think it's a Dingley something. Dingley, Dingley Dell or Dingley Doll or something. That Dingleberry. is odd, but yeah, I believe it. I'm Googling it. Yeah, Dingley Dell. It sounds like something Ned Flanders says. <laughs> uh, what in the dingly dells going on here? Uh, there's also, uh, wow, I'm finding dumb names in Massachusetts. Five Pound Island. Mr. Is that one in, the, one in the Thousand Islands archipelago? There's Five Pound Island. So the narrator, he's like, this guy, he looks sad, and he's also crippled. And he's like, I wonder why that happened. Huh. Couldn't, couldn't. He just <laughs> be like, I guess that's why he's sad. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got to be sad he's, and crippled. He's crippled, and he's like, you know, but he's also says to some other dude, like, hey, I really need to get to the train station. And, and it's the guy's like, you know what? Ethan Froh, he would be, he would love a dollar. He'll suck you dick for a you. dollar. <laughs> He'll drive you for less. But, and so he got into this. So he, uh, the narrator, who is nameless, and Ethan Froh, and Ethan Froh, like, takes him in his sleigh. Yeah, he drives a fucking sleigh because it's winter in Massachusetts and global warming hadn't happened yet. So it's actually pretty fucking cold. And they snows a lot. And so he's like the guy is going back elf. and forth. Going back and forth to the train station, you know, uh, on multiple, you know, day day after day or week after week or whatever, once a week or whatever it he's is. He's the and original he's like, Uber driver. But <laughs> he's he's like, <laughs> driving that uh, Uber sleigh for some extra cash. <laughs> And but the guy's still like I can never we could Ethan Frome is just like the saddest person I can never talk he we just try try and strike up a conversation and Ethan Frome says like one word because he's a laconic New Englander goes, uh, and yeah. so but he just just can't find out and then so, and then one day it's like there's so much snow it is snowing so hard 
And the guy's like, well, it looks like I'm not going to town. And Ethan Frome shows up anyway. He's like, you know what? Not yeah. only will I not, will I take you to the train station, I'll take you to the, I'll take you to the, the other train station, the one that's farther away. I'll get you there. And then they start out and then they realize, oh no, this is not going to suck. This, this right, is not going to work. This is going to suck so much. The guy is real sad because he thought he was going to make it for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the end, but I didn't want to wait till the entire end. So. Uh, this is a fucking beer. West Coast IPA from Aurora. It's fine. It's uh, not very bitter at all, actually. It's nice. It's better than a New England winter or hanging out with the saddest man on the planet. (laughs) And so they're in this blizzard, and finally they're like headed towards the train station. But the blizzard is just so severe that Ethan Frome is like, you know what? Why don't you just come in here? Why don't you just stay with me? Like, here, this is my farm. We're just passing it right here. Why don't we just go to my farm? Because you're not going to make it to the train. He's like, and the dude is like, yeah, okay, I guess. I guess it's time for an imperial donut break. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is I actually got this having only read the tiniest beginning of the book. So I was like, wow, this sucks. I'm not interested to read it. And it wasn't until later... That on the train ride home, that I read that they actually had donuts for dinner. Yeah, I was like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Donuts? It's fucking sweet. Living anyway, the dream. Donut for dinner? Ooh. This is Imperial Donut Break by Evil Twin, but in North Haven, Connecticut. So it's yeah. not Evil Twin NYC. It's the original, bra- original the, breed. The OG. I guess. And this is an 11.5% Imperial Porter with coffee, vanilla, almonds, and donuts added. I think we've Imperial had that border. before on the podcast. I know I have had that beer before. Let me consult the list. Hmm. It's not on the break, on the list. No, then I just had it in my research. <laughs> just for research. It's okay. I was expecting it because it was an evil twin, and it's got donuts to in the name to be like really sweet, and it's not. Is it because it's a porter and not a stout? You know, it's how it's can a... it be? How can you make an 11.5% porter... And it not be a stout. It's I a bullshit distinction. Not, they're really the same thing. Some some That's brewers have they, if they, if if like a brewery puts out some things that they call porters and some things they call stouts, they kind of just made up that distinction for themselves. There are some you know some some people oh porters a little lighter or something like that, but there really isn't. I feel like I mean, every I porter I've had has been quite malty. I think it's stout and porter were the same style at one point. Stout is short for stout porter. Like, it was a strong porter. Mm. And porters are nicknamed after the, like, English stevedores or whatever that were carrying shit. The porters. Anyway. Stevedore was a dock worker. They ported shit. They were at port. Oh, true. Important. <laughs> Very important people. Speaking of people who are the most ported to us. <laughs> it's not Ethan Frone's bitch wife, I'll tell you that. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> if, if you want to support the podcast... And uh, help, you can help pay for these beers by uh, going to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club where you can get early access to episodes, get exclusive content, get shouted out in our poll episodes, vote in the monthly book poll, join us for live things, and get so much more. If that's your thing, head over there. And if you don't want to do that because you have little baby T Rex arms that can't reach your wallet, you can help us out by leaving a review, just make it a good one. Uh, or tell someone else to listen to the podcast before they sled off into uh, an obstacle and die. Or nearly die. <laughs> Spoiler. Which one could it be? <laughs> so then, basically, the guy, the guy is like, 
And then I found out everything about Ethan Frome. Dump bum bum. And then it goes back in time. And it's like, it felt, it felt very much like uh, a Christmas carol, <laughs> like the book, where all of a sudden it's like, Ethan Frome's young and he's at a county dance. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's old Fezziwig. What a fucking bullshit was happening. So then they uh, go back in time and he's, he's there and he's, you know. It's a 28 year old chap on his way to the dance, but not to dance because he doesn't engage in fun. He's there to pick somebody up and not in that way, like literally going to get someone. To He's going to lift her up. Lift her up. Like a sack of potatoes. That way of picking up? Yes. No. He's there With to pick bones up in it. his side piece, he Matt. He wishes, you know. <laughs> He's picking up his, his secret lover, Matt, who is, what was Matt short for? Because it's not Matthew. It's Maddie. Which is short for Madeline? Madeline? Or just Matty? I don't know. Names were weird in the 1800s. That you, just might be it. There, who, there was another fucking dumb name, Jotham or something like that? Or what was that name? Jotham, yeah. Which Isn't that a Game of Thrones character? Like that's, <laughs> it's Joffrey. <laughs> I think Jotham is probably like a biblical shit. I don't know. My uh, edition of the book, which is the same one I think you guys read, had a bunch of notes. And I, I started reading the footnotes, and then I gave up because they were really obnoxious. They are like... Ethan is a biblical based on the Hebrew root that means suffering or something. I was like, oh, all right. Maybe she meant that. Or maybe you're just trying to make an English teacher give me a fucking annoying assignment. Which, by the way, did you guys have to read this for school ever? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I was supposed to read this in high school. Fucking dumb idea. So Not for kids. No. Not for sex reasons. There's plenty of fucking that goes on in this book. But, uh. Is it's there? It's not for kids for other reasons. No, there's absolutely none. No. There's, there's people getting <laughs> fucked over. It's yeah. different. That's not the reason that kids shouldn't read this book. But we'll get to that. So you so use the flashback. It's 20 years before. And Ethan Frome, he's a younger man, but he is out. Go, he, so he shows up at like the little town dance. Also, one thing is the 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 um the town of Starkfield, the 20 years later version, is like... So not only cold and dreary, but the guy says, you know, all the smart, the young smart ones, you managed to get out. And everything is like, you know, everything is so dreary. They probably just moved to Brooklyn, like most young people. <laughs> uh, but then the 20 years before, there's like a dance. There's like a, there's like a, 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 a contra dance, and they're like doing a Virginia <laughs> reel. And, and, and he can see in his, this very first scene, he sees Maddie through the window, and she's... And he sees her, and she's so hot. But because this is basically Victorian morals time, he, he couldn't say that she's hot. She described her as, and it was actually hard to even find any description. She's Warm. described as not hot, as she literally never really says her appearance very much at all. She's got brown hair. Brown hair, and he likes to she, sniff like he's Joe Biden. He's always <laughs> going up to her hair, sniffing it. But you can tell she's hot because she... Always looked like a window that has caught the sunset. What? Hot, super hot. That's, that's, right that's really what does that mean? I'm trying to understand that. Looked she's, like a window that's transparent. Caught the sunset. I mean, I guess I it's beautiful, but or something. But just I, remember how like gray and dreary New England winters are. New England, all times are. No, it's actually very nice in the summer. But the three weeks of summer cold. are fantastic. <laughs> It's painfully hot in the summer. There's another line about the smart people getting out, though, when um, right around this time, because Ethan well, earlier in the in the frame, for some reason, the guy's like, and sometimes I get science books, 
And then Ethan Frome's like, this book is fucking science is crazy. I don't understand it. And I liked science once. And then the flashback, he's a young man, and he's like, I want to study science. So we know he doesn't get to. And he's when he's I'm going to, to be pick an her, engineer. Yes. Which, um, Drive the trains. Choo-choo. But he <laughs> choo-choo's wrong in some ways. It's, there's a part where he looks at the uh, graveyard, and he, for years that quiet company had mocked his restlessness, his desire for change and freedom. We never got away. How should you? seemed to be written on every headstone. And whenever he went in or out of his gate, he thought with a shiver, I shall just go on living here till I join them. And that's where your English teacher is like, what technique is that, children? <laughs> Depression. Like, Can I go to the Juxtaposition. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, hmm, try again. Phone a friend? Foreshadowing. What technique is that? <laughs> I have no idea. It's foreshadowing. What? what, what oh. you? Well, he doesn't die. Uh, he doesn't get out. He oh. met his soul definitely dies. He's <laughs> yeah. stuck in the town till he dies. Yeah. Spoiler. And another thing the guy says in the beginning is that oh yeah, that Ethan Frome, nope, he'll live to see, he'll touch a hundred. Yeah, he's, he's like live um, like that for a century. He's like the guy in the Green Mile. <laughs> I don't know when I'm gonna die. I have to pay for this somehow. Tandy John Coffee. So you find out this like backstory about Ethan and his family and his wife is that Ethan kind of like inherited his farm, um, but also he was the only one, his only kid left who could like take care of his aging father and aging mother. His mother gets very sick and the farm like doesn't make very much money, but at least it makes like a tiny bit. Um, And one of the people that comes to the farm to help with his mother while she's like getting very sick and dying is this local woman named Zenobia. And that's his cousin. No, that's his cousin. Wait, Zen- are they cousins? Is his wife. cousin. Yeah. Isn't that what Zena is short for? Yeah. Zena is, Zena was his cousin that came to help. And then she, and that's stayed. why there's like, and then she stayed and it's like, Oh, well that's why. And then we should, we should get married. And so he's like, yum. Yeah, okay. And later in the book, she mentioned something like, you owed me. Like, she kind of clearly kind of, like, convinced him, oh, you know, you should marry me. And no, so he, he asked, does. He asked her to stay because he was afraid of being alone, and he regrets it forever. He certainly does. And so she, she holds over his fucking head for the rest of the, her, well, the rest of the flashback, at least. I took care of your bitch mom. He's like, oh, my God, that again. Yeah. But, and uh, then she, like, she's always a sickly lady. And so she's saying, like, I got sick taking care of your mom because they didn't know how diseases worked, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can't she, catch being old. She did, though. She, she did. Caught, she caught weakness or something. She ha- she's a few years older than She's, like, 35, and she already has uh, fake teeth. I bet that wasn't that uncommon, though. Yeah, probably. No. Really in small Probably towns. not attractive, even in that time, but still not mm, that uncommon. The gum jobs, though. Well, I don't think they ever do that. No, there's actually, it's pretty evident that she doesn't fuck them. Uh, but she, I mean, this is back when dental care was a string and a door. Like, <laughs> that tooth's coming out. <laughs> that was about a hammer it. and a chisel and a whiskey. Yeah. Quit crying. I didn't get all the teeth out yet, you little bitch. But there it is. I remember this vividly from high school. And um, all, all my, my memories all through high school English classes are like, is that really a fucking symbol? Or are you just making this shit up? In this book, there's one that's very clear. Because it's like, I, I remember this day, like the withered pickles or something, the withered cucumbers on the porch. 
<laughs> right, do you remember this part? Where it's like, oh my god, he goes home. Zena always went to bed as she, uh, as soon as she had her supper, and the shutterless windows of the house were dark. Okay, a dead cucumber vine dangled from the porch like a crepe streamer tied to the door for a death. And the thought flashed through Ethan's brain: if it was there for Zena, then he had a distinct sight of his wife lying in their bedroom asleep, her mouth slightly open, her false teeth in a tumbler by the bed. He's like. He can't get a boner to fuck her. And I remember in high school, because I didn't actually read the book, I just pretended, think, really? <laughs> it's fucking cucumbers about his dick? But yeah, it's very clear in this passage that it's about their lack of intimacy. And I guess because she's an old, broken, decrepit lady who's not really revving his engine anymore. And she's uh, terrible. And she sucks, too, yeah. Well, she doesn't suck. She <laughs> she blows. No, she doesn't no do good. <laughs> She's just shitty. But then I wish I had read this as a boy because I would have I would have laughed to no end thinking, you know, wrongly interpreting it that he's like, uh, he puts this pickle in her mouth when she's asleep. That's what's <laughs> happening there. <laughs> I think I thought of her with her mouth open and her teeth out. What does it represent? Boners. <laughs> we had a I remember in class we had this English teacher who had a, a, was notorious for being horny that everything in every book was a penis. Oh, right. And then we ha- I had her for this book, and I was like, wow, is everything, is everything in literature a dong? But here it is. Here it actually <laughs> Some is things a penis. Are, uh, are a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> is a v- vagina, is that that guy that could like, make a bomb out of like, whatever he's got around him? It's like, vagina. Yes. It's quick, I need a can of hairspray and a bobby pin, and I'll make a penis out of it. <laughs> so at some point in their uh, recent past, like a year ago, uh, Zena's cousin Maddie came to stay with them because her dad died, and they found out his whole business was a Ponzi scheme or some shit, and she got foisted <laughs> off on a relative. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand what was what was that. He he, he like screwed saying, them like, from books, beyond he, the grave. His <laughs> books were cooked, and he's like, "We're doing fine." And when they find out they died, they find out they were they were broke, and they had no I mean, means to like help. Them most out. likely, just his business or whatever it is. He just wasn't making as much money as he said he was and so he was borrowing more money just to like fill it in but then he could never pay back all of that and then he died and then of course his debt was passed down to his children so they have nothing I've, yeah when did that change in the world where your like death died 2006 <laughs> right like because i remember being a kid and hearing that and so i was like man if you have a lot of credit card bills and you die no one has to pay those and my dad was yeah, like yeah but do you really want to like die like that <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, it's the same brand. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. I don't want to die like that, Dad, <laughs> but if you feel ill, you should buy a bunch of shit I want. <laughs> I saw a tweet. It was like, we should just pin all of our debt onto one guy and then kill him. And someone was like, I think that's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that once. And it got complicated. It worked for like a week, and then we started sitting again. It was a weekend. Um, by my yeah. Sunday, he was back. I'm like, what? It's like, you guys cannot stop jacking it for like one day. I just died. <laughs> I was just trying to hang out in my cave. <laughs> anyway, so since uh, her family was destitute, Maddie went to go stay with a relative. So she went to stay with her cousin, Zenobia. From and, sp- who's from outer space. Yes. <laughs> that name is ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, and she's a hot young thing. Or she's like at least not a, you know, a... Dead inside, toothless uh, sad. Yeah, just, <laughs> she doesn't suck. Who has like Maybe. gas pains and shit? 
She's like, yes, Zenobia is constantly uh, suffering from some sort of malady, real or perceived. We don't know. Um, no, I think we. I think we do know. It's their fake. Yeah, probably. But uh, so Ethan is like, wow, having this nice lady who doesn't, you know, isn't mean to me all the time, and is also pretty hot. Like, it's cool to have her around. And he's like, froming at the mouth. <laughs> It is possible that she's not, like, necessarily just hot. It's just that... She doesn't suck. It's actually, like, warmth and joy and just, like, just like oh, she's a nice person and says and says nice things to me. And she's happy. This, for this, like, and it is happy for this broken man. It's like, oh, my God. She's not fucking miserable like everybody else. He doesn't care where she comes from, but he wants to Ethan that pussy. <laughs> Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then so you, so so um you find out about their like story about how ethan has been like oh my god i want her so much but said in the more like you know just post victorian way and i then, want her like a window that catches the sunset <laughs> i would marry her aggressively <laughs> i would have several witnesses notarize my declaration of love for her <laughs> and yay, it would be good. And then the most amazing. So they're so they're coming back from uh, the dance. Ethan is like escorting her back the mile or two from the middle of town to the to the to the to the house uh, out on the farm. And they're like, and they can't find the and they can't find the key. Usually they have they leave the key under the doormat. Smart move. Uh, and then who would ever look for it there? <laughs> but they can't. But it's like, oh, the key's not here. Oh no, what do we do? And then suddenly the door opens. And it's Xena, and she's like, princess. And yes, and she's like, "Oh, there you are! I was just going to bed, but of course, Ethan, because he's feeling really guilty, he's like, oh my god, does she know? Does she suspect? Does she that suspect they were, that, that he horny? was having a good time <laughs> for five minutes? Were you out having fun? And she does. She's like, I bet if you if you go back and look at the." Ancestry.com, whatever. She's like the great-grandma of the mayor from Footloose. She's like, there can be no fun. This is where it started. Yeah. And Xena says, you know, I'm going to go away for a day. I'm going to go see the new doctor down in Worcester or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Some other Some place. Some other doctor who, of course, also doesn't know what, the, what he's talking about. He's got a tonic. Because it was 1900, because it was 1890 or whatever. And Ethan is like, oh, every time she goes to see a new doctor, I have to buy more tonics and potions and stupid nonsense. Here's here's a uh, brain uh, tonic for you that'll help with your uh, vapors, (laughs) whatever it is they have. And and, uh, she doesn't even, like, she doesn't even, at one point she does, she talks about her, like, intestinal powders or something like that. She's like, oh, I eat that mince pie, and now I have a bellyache. I need to take the vapor powder. Talk about stomach powders to help her indigestion. Yeah, stomach powders, so I could just rip these beefers later. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. I can't wait till Metamucil is invented. (laughs) She's just railing lines of laxative. Oh my god, that's that doesn't sound like they work. Nobody wins there. Oh my goodness! They, they don't have indoor plumbing yet. If you butt chug, Zena says, "I have to go. I'm going to go away. I'm going to stay overnight at this in the in the town." But, but the know, hu- take because the train Ethan's like, "I'm over. busy. I can't take you." 
You're gonna have someone oh, else yeah, to take. True. I'm busy. I have to go. I have to go sell my wood to the, <laughs> to the guy. I forget. Was that Jotham? No, it was some other guy. That was Arthur, who never pays his fucking bill. Like Ethan Frome is an incompetent businessman. He pays. Uh, they live in a forest and months. he's selling wood. Yeah. Like, it's not a good. It's not. I mean, it's he also like, has a farm and he's selling wood. So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's a farm. It's a farm in New mill. England. Like, huh. It's a it's a farm with a sawmill, but don't forget. But this is of course at the time before they had like mechanized tools, electric tools, and stuff like that. Which means he was sawing those boards by hand with hand saws, single handedly. Like that must have sucked so much out in the middle of the winter. In Massachusetts, that would have been so miserable. Anything better than being in the house with his, with his wife. <laughs> I will gladly freeze to death in this barn. Tom Brady had been born yet, so he had nothing else to do. It's true. But you know what had been invented? Beer. And let's see if you can figure out how this one fits in. This is Founders KBS, which I've had a million times, but I just can't pass it up because it's a good deal at the store. And it is an Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and chocolate. KBS. What do you got, Jimmy? Um, if they oh, don't eat uh, all uh, those donuts for dinner, they could eat them for breakfast, <laughs> which would make them very stout if they ate <laughs> too many of them. Donuts for breakfast. I thought of one, too. Is that when his wife went to the doctor, she was, uh, she was diagnosed with KBS, convoluted bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of another K word right now. <laughs> Which KBS is this? There's been so many. This is just this, the OG KBS. It was a standard. It literally says the original on the label. Mm. There was a time when this beer was $50 a four-pack. And Jesus I bought Christ. one four-pack of it at that time. And I was like, this is stupid. And it was really good. And now it's 20 This is the one thing that has not been affected by inflation. <laughs> it has been deflated. And God damn it, is it good. I put so much of this into me. That's why I have IBS. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, irritable butthole syndrome. <laughs> so, Zena, 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 whatever. Zena, she's a flower. Yeah. <laughs> she goes away. She has knockout butt syndrome. <laughs> KBS. So she goes away for a night, and uh, Ethan, he, liked, uh, he has to do his whole day of work, even though the whole day is like, I am going to be alone for the night with Maddie. Holy shit. And let me I get these admit, calluses up to, up to snuff for the <laughs> fapping that's going to happen. Let me do some extra log work. And, and I have to admit, even though the book was pretty slow up to this point, it was finally like, oh, wow, something happened. So anyway, he gets home and Maddie has prepared the dinner because that's her job. It's like the house servant person anyway. So you prepared the dinner of that job, by the way. Pickles and donuts. Yeah, I couldn't she tell high? if they ate anything. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking baked. And she's like, yeah, I just right. had a craving. <laughs> I just thought, I thought pickles and donuts. Have, <laughs> just a of old jelly beans. <laughs> Did they also have Funyuns? Yeah, really. <laughs> for the appetizer of Funyuns and for dessert, <laughs> I have Ringdings <laughs> and an Entenmann's cake that I already ate half of. Have you ever seen Half-Baked? Do you want to watch it tonight? (laughs) I'm just so thirsty right now. (laughs) But pickles and donuts, and he's like, 
Instead of a no, no, guys, f- you're not you're not getting it. It's a sex metaphor. It's gonna put her pickle in her donut. <laughs> so okay, so actually, that came up in class when we read this in high school, way back Jesus in twenty three. And then the teacher, who was the horn dog, who any time like a, anything was vaguely erect, she's like, "That's a dong." People are like, "Is this pickles and donuts?" Because like donuts have a hole and pickles are a cock. Is this is that? Is this a fucking thing? And she was like, actually, no, because at this time, when they ate donuts, they were just like, there were, it was like, there was no hole in the donut, so it wasn't a fucking big, you know, vagina thing. You could fold it around it. And the pickles <laughs> they were eating was more like coleslaw. It was just like sliced, shredded pickle. So it's like, so, no. Honestly, that sounds worse than regular, the combination of regular pickles and donuts that we're thinking of. It's so like eating a handful of relish and then <laughs> washing it down with a Boston cream pie donut. So <laughs> there's no cream in it, probably. <laughs> and he comes back and says, like, okay, okay, maybe my wife has a point because the wife is always like, she sucks. She is a useless helper. And it's like, wow, she prepared this bounteous feast for us. An open face coleslaw sandwich. <laughs> Oh, no, honey, I couldn't possibly fit any more relish. I am just so full. (laughs) (laughs) And she has... It's probably more like sauerkraut. This is, by the way, the first of like four scenes where they eat pickles. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's supposed to say something about how poor they are, that they can only eat pickles, which are not a very expensive food. Like, back then, you had to have... I'm sure they had their own, like, tools for it. They wouldn't just use a regular fork. Maybe they used a... Pickle spear? They have Ooh. a special pickle dish at one point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I got it for the pickle dish, of course. Pickle dish is it's not as special if you use it for every fucking meal. Um, this is pickle, pickle spear, and it's, uh, what the fuck is this? Simcoe Hopped American Pale Ale from Hop Butcher for the World. It smells like? Not pickles. <laughs> Ooh. That's hoppy. So they're having a very passionate pickle dinner. Uh, <laughs> Which is another move. Not, not a euphemism. Pickle no. dinner is what Germans call a bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm souring all over this kraut. Mm. Um, <laughs> so they're eating this pickles and donuts, uh, and he's choking it, choking his way through it because it sounds disgusting. <laughs> and... Uh, She's like, let's go, let's, you know, let's, Maybe I need let's more hang pickles, out and party. And <laughs> less like, well, donut. I'm not sure what I need right now. This I'm going to really go good. get the, she goes to get something. And since she's like the worst housemaid in the Which world. She took down the special pickle dish. Special pickle dish, yeah. Because you need the special one. That they got for their wedding. day. That they got for their wedding. And have never used even once because it's how, the nice pickle dish. This is, yeah, that's for company. <laughs> you don't eat with that pickle dish. We'll use the regular everyday pickle dish every other day when we eat pickles. Maybe it's just another thing about how little sex his wife gives him that he they never use the marital pickle dish. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that is a uh, symbol. But then, like he wishes he could do, he she breaks it. The, he, the she, cat knocks would, it over. Oh no, no! He says the cat knocks it over. Oh yeah, he blames it. He blames it on the puss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unreliable like, narrator. My pickle just got messed up by your pussy. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she she drops it and she breaks the pickle dish. And this whole time I'm thinking like, what the fuck is this? Just a regular plate? 
Does it have? Is it like a? Is it like a deviled egg tray where it's like long slots instead of like circle ones? What the fuck is a pickle dish? I don't know. I was picturing like an ashtray, honestly. Because yeah, it could like, be. Because I guess like these relish. aren't actual pickles that we're thinking of. It's like a bowl. I don't know. I was picturing a very standard casserole dish. How many pickles are they eating? Yet that many pickles. <laughs> well, if their entire diet is pickles, this is a trough. <laughs> Did you break the pickle trough? (laughs) (laughs) How could you? What cheap motherfucker for your wedding's like, here, it's a decorative pickle dish. Well, it's 1910 or whatever the fuck. Like, they had to, like, hand blow that thing. That's the last time he did that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, you know, glassware is harder to come by. And he's destitute. Because he sells wood on a farm. <laughs> He's got a tree farm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's not like a Christmas tree farm. It's like it's just regular. I'm wood. just raising them for wood. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a good business model. It is. It's a it's a long term plan. Uh, extraordinarily <laughs> long term. Um so then she breaks it, and he's like, oh, shit, that's like our you know, symbolic pickle dish. dish. <laughs> like, I'll just go, and I'll get some fucking glue later, and I'll glue it back together. Let's just put it high up on the shelf, and she'll never see it, because she never takes out the pickle dish, because she doesn't even fuck. Um, and then she's like, okay, I don't mind. That's, that's, I feel safe now. So let's go have a passionate night of sitting by the fire and not talking. <laughs> in fact, that's about Hot. all I can handle after eating all those pickles. I need the emotions to. were running high, mainly because of the pickle and the sweat <laughs> of the vinegar coming out through their skin as they sat next to an open flame because they don't have real heating because it's uh, olden times and they're poor. You know, but he relishes the opportunity to sit with her after their no, pickle meal. Which, which is this was the first you know the the her knocking over the dish is the first example of many in the book of Murphy's law you know you know, you know what Murphy's law is I knew someone anything didn't. that anything that can go wrong will go wrong right but it's also an example of Cole's law do you know what that one is <laughs> <laughs> it's a shredded can cabbage you with it? mayonnaise yes you can <laughs> that's Cole's law. <laughs> That's a good stupid dad joke. Okay, so <laughs> then, then they they burp pickle burps at each other for the rest of the night around a fire, which must have been so not hot. talking. Oh. This is the horniest he's ever been. <laughs> I'm I, I'm glad I I have a full on erection right now thinking about it. Just sitting by the fire on a cold night with a lady you like and a belly full of pickles and donuts, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Those are the nature's strongest aphrodisiacs. <laughs> pickles and donuts. <laughs> but they... I know we're just really going on this for all, but any time they eat for the rest of the book, it's pickles. <laughs> <laughs> it must be because, like, it's, I think, I'm sure it was a like, like, way to show that they were poor. Yeah. But it just it is aged so weird. Like they could have eaten potatoes or something, (laughs) or eat nothing. (laughs) They could have had nothing. Everyone understands what starvation is. I I was trying to Google pickles and donuts to see like what that would look like, and the second question is, what is the purpose of pickles? Well, 
That's a that's a deep one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's to offer the cucumber eternal life. It's the purpose I, of pickles. I Google pickles and donuts, <laughs> and the first thing is, what does the pickles and donuts in Ethan Frome symbolize? <laughs> they are sexually symbolic dishes. It says that it's a dude's wiener and a lady's. Miss, what's her name in high school said no because the donuts then didn't have holes and the pickles were relish. And apparently, there's a thing now called pickle donuts. Oh God! The donut are they round pickles? No, you you grow you grow a cucumber in a circle and then you just (laughs) pickle it. Oh, that's the dream. Uh, No, it's a donut with a cream filling. The the filling is pickle cheesecake filling. That sounds. Okay, there's so many things that went wrong here. Pickle cheesecake? Pickle cheesecake inside of a donut. Uh, Pickle cheesecake is another word for smegma, obviously. There's nothing... That is a horrible combination of ideas. Well, study.com said that 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 is a highly sexually charged dish. Uh, Yes, (laughs) I I believe it was Livy who wrote about uh, the... (laughs) Other stuff and pickles and donuts. Pickles, yeah. Oysters, pickles, and donuts. And just when you see the pills and those come out, you know things are about cock. to get hot and heavy, hot and heavy meal, um, which is about as hot and heavy as they get because uh, they sit silently and talk a little bit, and he uh, he 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 like grabs onto her, the thing she's sewing and kisses that, and that's practically like having an orgy. That's yeah, that, that's that's basically anal. For this time, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! I didn't know you were into this. <laughs> I think it feels so good, right? And he's like, oh, you got a little poop on me. Uh, so then, then next, <laughs> then um, he's the like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy some glue. glue. Then he goes to buy glue. And nobody has any glue. That's an exciting chapter of the book. This is the next day, yeah. They've already eaten all the horses. So the next day, it's a rush (laughs) for him to try to get to the glue store before (laughs) his wife gets back so he can try and glue it back together. Every every horse, he's like, that horse almost gone? That horse is close, right? And then they're... (laughs) And of course... Someone someone give me that horse's foot. I've got to go lie to my wife. And so he's like, I've got to, because they have only a tiny bit of time, but he also has to do all his like farm chores and like go to the other thing and, you know, actually like try and make a living. He'd like, I need to go and because he has a sleigh and how fast does a sleigh travel, you know, like one mile an hour. So of course it takes him forever. And he's like, oh, maybe if I can get to the store and get the glue, and then come back, I can glue it back together, but that does not work, because it takes him too long to get there, he gets to the first store, and they're like, they don't have any more of that glue, so then he goes to the other store, because there's a Michaels in town, why did he try there first, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he went to the gets general some party store. City. Get, get some super glue, no, he does, then they have, he gets some glue, comes up, because it's already too late, his wife's already wife's back. Home. Already home. back, he's already been picked up by another guy what was the I guy i think it's what jotham Joth- jotham free yeah. or already picked up and was. brought home by jotham jotham city uh, yeah i was, was going to <laughs> jotham city like how you say that's how you say jotham city if you're stupid <laughs> and then and she's immediately like who the fuck broke my pickle dish? Well, she first, notices right away. First There's a lot like, of stuff up before that. He's like, yeah. how was the doctor? And he's like, it's, it's worse than I thought. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I've got complications. 
Oh yeah, that was a funny. That was a funny passage, actually. Yeah, I think. I but everyone very... dies of complications. It's like yeah, everyone has troubles or something like that, right? But you could live on those forever. But complications—that's what kills you. And um, the doctor says, like, you should have surgery, but you uh, might don't have to right now. But the most important thing you should do is not do anything at all ever. Yeah, don't work ever again. Hire a a, a live-in girl and not your cousin because she's incompetent. Yeah. And she's like, I already am firing her bitch ass. And I already hired a girl. And she'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. Which is impressively fast. Like, how did you, she must have found that girl at the doctor's office? Because I mean, it's the olden times. There's those orphans standing around in the street. They're saying like, "I'll do anything," and they say, "I'll show up at my house. I won't kidnap you." And they're like, "I don't care. I got nothing to live for." It's 1910. <laughs> Fuck it. And he's and he's trying to talk her into like, we, we gotta, we literally have a girl that lives in the house to do our bidding, and Zena has an and answer for, for free. everything. We don't have to pay her. And Zena's like, well, you know, she we makes pickles save. and donuts every day, just like you like. Is it? Uh, yeah. When when is it that they have the dinner and they have a, a a dinner that also has? Oh no, it's, it's a little bit later when they have like their last supper together, the three of them, and they that's have this, pie. That's this night because she's only there for one day. Pie and pickles. <laughs> what dinner? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So in the middle of the winter, before refrigerators were invented. Pickled vegetables were the only way you could have any vegetables at all. That's probably what it is. So if you want to have, if you want to, you have eat nothing except like bread and maybe a little bit of meat. If you ever want to be able to use the restroom, <laughs> you're gonna need some pickles. That's I like, like to imagine it's just they're just straight ch- chomp on a bunch of dill pickles all summer, all winter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, if his wife, I think it's, uh, I think they're just eating regular pickles. His wife's a real dilly, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's delightful. <laughs> she's really not, though. Because she's like, I'm going to get that dumb cousin of mine out of the house. She fucking is useless, and she's not wrong. Um, but she also, she knows there's something up. She knows something going on. She's like, yeah. I gotta get rid of this girl. Let's, I know you're jerking your gherkin thinking about joy. her. Gherkin. <laughs> Putting um, a common cucumber. So she's like, hey, this girl's coming to town. She needs a room. Uh, we're sending Maddie away, like, tomorrow. It's like, I've already go. hired her. She's arrived. The new girl is arriving tomorrow. I made Send sure to pick Maddie an uggo away. this time, you know. Do you think I can't see what's happening as if I'm brined? <laughs> <laughs> you look sour. <laughs> Uh, she's just a real problem here. She's always in the way. She's a real cucumberance. Uh. <laughs> so they go downstairs to have their dinner of pie and pickles. Pie and pickles. And, uh, <laughs> and Zena's like, no, nah, I'm going to sit upstairs and like just lay in bed and shit myself like I have been for the last nine years. And he's like, all right, fine, whatever. And he goes down and have their nice pickle and pie. And the pie is actually a pickle pie. So it's really oh, not that different. That's upsetting. I don't like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then at some point, Zena comes down. She's like, oh, I'm going to go check out the thing. I'm feeling a little better. I go, the doctor says i got to eat some shit. No, she takes, she eats seconds. She has an appetite for the first time ever because she's like, get rid of that bitch. 
Yeah, she's a power hungry move. for revenge. Yeah, so she all of a sudden she's, she's like, got her let's celebrate. <laughs> Not really though, but she goes over to get something and she's like, "Oh no, who she broke my pickle dish?" She poured out her tea, added a great deal of milk to it, helped herself largely to pie and pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that there's another like part throughout this whole scene where Ethan's trying to like outmaneuver the wife. He's like, "No, no, no, you didn't think about this." But she has clearly thought about everything. And says, she laughed. He's like, that's a weird sound. <laughs> he never hears her laugh. It's literally he says, says, yeah, he can't remember ever hearing her laugh. Zeno laughed. It was an odd, unfamiliar sound. <laughs> and he did not remember ever having heard her laugh before. That's um, not depressing at all. But she's like, he, he at one point, he's like, we can't afford a girl. I was like, hey, yeah, but I'm getting rid of the mat. He's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. you thought we'd keep both of them? No. <laughs> Silly man. And it reminds you me of that many pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. That's a Vlasic misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That would be the Clausen of our misunderstanding there. But it reminded me of whenever I'm arguing with my wife and I'm losing. And then she starts to like, ha, not exactly. I'm like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> You hate me right in the feelings. <laughs> so then uh, she's like, we're getting rid of her. I'm going to eat a lot of pickles and pie and tea. Got my wind vapors. I t- took my belly powders. So I'm going to shit all night. <laughs> she has and, just been uh, eating fermented vegetables and stomach powders for months now. She has t- six octillion cultured bacteria things in her gut. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a factory for a probiotic company. <laughs> she could digest steel. She's the original probiotic. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 not a semi-pro. She is a probiotic. <laughs> you know, she was the first spokesman, not Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> but I, Activia is just it comes out of her pores. But, so uh, <laughs> so finally, so fi- so Zine uh, goes up to bed. And then Ethan and Maddie are like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, this is... We're so sad. And they, like, kiss for the first time. And it's so hot. But yet, they don't fuck. They just... They're like, oh, this is so sad. I have to take... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to the train tomorrow. We're so sad. And so then the next day, <laughs> takes her to the train. But it's, like, at night. And then it's like, oh. Yes, the night train. Well, there's it's a whole the lot evening. that happens there. But it also gets dark at like 3 p.m. because oh, yeah, it's winter. Sure. So it's probably well, about 4.30. Well, well, first, I can have yeah, another guy. So hold on, though. A couple, couple of important things happening. But, but one, we're not exaggerating about Xena having the gut of Zeus because when she's talking during the dinner, this is a quote. Xena answered in her everyday tone and warming to the theme regaled them with several vivid descriptions of intestinal disturbances among her <laughs> friends and relatives. So she's like, pass the pickles. Did I tell you about the shit Aunt Edna took? But <laughs> Ethan Frome has this like rough night where he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? And he heavily considers, I'm just fucking leaving her. I'm going to leave her. And I'm gonna, yeah, that's right. I'm going to let her have this shitty fo- wood farm. And I'm going to take Xena and we'll go out west. He not only considers it, he write, starts to write her a letter like, I'm leaving you. But then he sees the newspaper 
And it has in the list, like, here's how much it costs for a ticket to go out west. He's like, let's just go out west, out west. And then they'll never find me there. And he sees the price of the tickets. And he's like, oh, I could never afford that. Fuck. Right, I can't even get away. Because he I always wanted e- to. I can't even abandon everything I have <laughs> and get away. I can't even do that. I guess this was before people invented faking their own deaths. Yeah, he, he didn't oh, think of faking it. He did you didn't not have to think back of then. You just it. had to go to another town and tell, tell someone your name was something different, and they'd be like, okay. Yeah, and I'm a doctor, too. Like, oh, <laughs> good, we're hiring sure. one of those. We need one. Because <laughs> at this point, he's like, they mentioned like he, he wanted to, since he was young, he wanted to move to like a city or even like a large town where he could be an engineer. And he went to college for a little bit, and you know, then he married Zena, and she didn't want to go to a city because she thought that she wouldn't stand out there. She'd rather be, uh, you know, like... She must be that one sick lady yeah, in town. Yeah, lady. Or she, you know, she thought she, be, would just, she wouldn't be able to do anything cool there. Or how will I a, stand out amongst the infirm in a city? There's so many more sicker, sick people. So he never left. And he's like, oh, I, I could have left now, but now I, I'm too poor to run away. He is trapped, trapped in his late 20s. Which is r- remarkable. Like, this is the kind of feeling modern people have when they're in their mid-40s. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, the, my whole life has been bullshit. <laughs> but he's 27 or something like that. Yeah. This shows you how, how the times have changed. He's modern 27, society. and he's already been miserable for years. And he's Mo- like, I can't go on. Modern, through, the, through, the, through the magic of technology, modern society has managed to prolong that crisis until actual midlife. Not quarter life. Well, well, twenty seven was midlife at the time. But he's going to touch a hundred. He's going to. So he's literally having a quarter life. Touch a hundred? What? That's what the guy says. He's the old I Ethan Frost will touch a hundred penises for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that dollar real bad. He'd do anything for a dollar. So the next uh, late afternoon, when it's pitch black outside, like midnight, um, well, they're going. The, they're walking to the train, and I think this is where they first like finally confess to one another uh, that they've he's just been like soaking in pre-cum for, for a year now. I want you um, to touch my pickle. <laughs> Please. And so they're, you know, they they confess their feelings and they smooch a little bit and then they mention like, because they, they check off gun, Chekhov's gun to this uh, sledding hill uh, earlier in and the story. And the tree. And the tree is like, you can't sled down there at thing at night. There's a tree at the bottom. If There's you go, an if elm you hit it, tree. Watch out know, for the big elm tree. Bad news. And so they're like, let's go that sledding. We never got to go sledding. It like, it's dark out. It's like, no, it's okay. Which I know. they call coasting, but they clearly meant sledding. Yeah, it's old Because they go terms. coasting on sleds. So, like, just yeah. call it sledding. It is an odd, I don't know, I guess something to do with probably just the rails, or I guess they're Coast, I don't know, some sort of old-timey verbs. They're dumb. Maybe it's a Massachusetts thing. They have all kinds of stupid words up there. And it is the only thing to do in Massachusetts in the winter is go yeah. sledding. And drink. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like Puritans. Like Also, Ethan from he can't afford alcohol. No, he can't. He's too poor. So they're like... Too many pickles. Let's go sledding. And they go sledding, <laughs> and she's like, that was the, the best I've ever felt in my entire life. And like, let's go sledding again. One Only last time. time, forever. She's like, "That's a really long hill." Like, no, you're not catching me. You know, it's like, let's let's just end it here. 
so we, turns into a real way. nightmare by Elm's tree. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I've got nowhere to go. Well, she doesn't. She's just going to get on a train to somewhere Poor and just get Phil. off and see what happens. So she literally has, because she was only staying with Ethan Frome, Ethan Zenobia Frome, just to like have a place to stay because she's completely destitute. And now they're kicking her out with one day's notice. She has literally nowhere to go. And so she's like, what if we just end it here now? She's like, what if we go real sledding? <laughs> what if we like go, you know, Hardcore sledding. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sledding that's hard, is that's very hardcore. A little bit dangerous. It is, but well, this was back before they had airbags on sleds too, so it was even more dangerous. <laughs> so and so she's like, "What? We we? I can't go on. Let's just let's just make this our last our last sled, or you know, our last coast." And meaning, let's slam directly into the thing. tree and kill ourselves. And Ethan is like, "You know what?" Fuck it. <laughs> I've been thinking of killing myself for a long time, actually, now that you mention it. I'm fucking miserable. <laughs> I can't live without you. And she's pretty direct. She says, he says, uh, Ethan, I want you to take me down again. The coast right off. Is that what you so call it? So we'll never come up anymore. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah good idea. Yeah, it sounds like a great plan. But then he's like, they get I'm on the so sled. He's tired like, of wait, not like this. And he goes, I want to be in front. She's like, you'll never be able to steer the sled in front. And he's like, I want you to take me from behind. And so then, they, like, literally, he has to get in front. He's like, how will you steer? He's like, it's a fucking giant tree. And I could measure a tree leaf from 100 yards away. I'm the best goddamn sled there is. And this is where my English teacher in high school was like, well, they do crash into the giant phallic symbol of the erect tree. I don't think they died from fucking. They weren't like oh, let's just let's just fuck to death. <laughs> I don't understand how. The, it, literally, it, I remember this class vividly. They, they crash into the giant tree, which is erect and large, like it's wood. It's literally wood. <laughs> it's, it's a big boner coming out of the earth. Like, I think that's ri- looking on that now. That that was ridiculous. Yeah, but maybe that teacher thought that was, that's how that's how I'll hook the kids. They're horny. Make everything about sex. They'll love literature. That is that is a possibility. Yeah. But then they try to ride that big wood cock to the <laughs> in the sky, all the way down to the nuts. So they go coasting and they hit the tree and then they don't fucking die. Yeah. Instead, they get all just like you know, fucking you got a big boo boo. He w- he rolls over and he's like, I heard an animal that's like crying in pain. Like oh, that thing needs to die. <laughs> And it's Maddie. <laughs> but she didn't die. And he's all fucked up. And you're like, oh, that explains the limp. And, and then, then it flashes forward again, back to the present. It, and the, the whole beginning. flashback was in one split second, because now he's just walking into Ethan Frome's house. <laughs> he's like, it smells like old people live here. What is this? <laughs> this place sucks. So the narrator says, and then, you know, the the... The quiet moaning stopped, and I heard, and I saw two old women sitting at the, you know, sitting in the very rundown-looking kitchen living room thing. And he was like, ah, and Ethan from like, this is my wife, Zenobia, and this is Maddie. My side piece. Maddie. (laughs) And Maddie is like... Clearly, like, completely, it's just, like, or disabled. Like, she just, like, has, she can't get around by herself, and they have to move her around. So, what happened, so what happened is, after the, quote, accident, 
Um, <laughs> For insurance Zena, purposes. Zena had to take care of Ethan and Maddie while they like uh, either died, either healed up or they died. And they both almost died, but they didn't. And so it's been 20 years and uh, Ethan and Zena have been having to take care of Maddie because she's like completely... You know, because she's like completely disabled, and it there was a line that said that. And Zena, she was, I you know, she was line. so sickly before, but she really like got to it and really, you know, helped out. This she is loves the line. This shit. It goes. It was a miracle considering how sick she was, but she seemed to be raised right up just when the call came to her. Not as she's ever given up doctoring, and she's had six spells right along but she's had the strength to give her to care for those two for over 20 years. And before the accident came, she thought she couldn't even care for herself. So I thought that would meant, oh, she was actually faking it before. Yeah, she was. Or if not, maybe if not entirely faking it, but like mostly faking it. Psychosomatic. Attic insane. So once she actually had to do something for real and nobody was going to take care of her, that's when she's like, oh, I guess I'm not that sick after all. And so we've got this situation where Ethan Frome, he's got to take care of both now his sick wife and completely disabled. Oh, his sick wife Maddie. has to take care of them. Yes, to take care of both of them, but they just won't die. It's like a fucking monkey's paw wish. You know, like Ethan Frome got to be with, with Maddie in the worst way possible. They're both shattered people, and his wife is there the whole time. I was thinking, I mean, I don't exactly know what the meaning of this was, but I was thinking, like, because they had sin in their heart, they're now being punished for it, even though they didn't fuck. They didn't actually, like, commit the sin, but they had sin in their was heart, it, so they're being Edith, punished for it. Was Edith Warden one of those... Kind of writers? I don't really know her. I mean, her name was Pussy Jones. I don't know what kind of writer she was. (laughs) (laughs) The Danielle Steele of her day. I don't know. This is basically Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know shit about Edith Wharton, honestly. I think she was wealthy. Yeah, she was one of those uh, one of those kids who like grew up like spending summers in Europe and shit like that with like her rich family. I know she wrote another book I pretended to read in a college class, but that's about it. And I don't want to read it. I don't want to read The Age of Innocence. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, there's, a, there's like a very last line. Yeah. it's uh, That was kind of important. Yeah. Oh, she had a French country home. Yeah, she was a rich lady. This is, this is the like neighbor, like describing the, describing the whole thing. Mrs. Hale or something like that? Yeah. There was one day, about a week after the accident, when they thought Maddie couldn't live. Okay. Well, I, I say it's a pity she did. I say it right out to our minister once, and he was shocked at me. Only he wasn't with me that morning when she first came to. And I say, if she had died, Ethan might have lived. In the way they are now, I don't see there's much difference between the fromes up at the farm and the fromes down in the graveyard. Except down there, they're all quiet, and and the women have got to hold their tongues. So, yeah. So, like, there's not much difference between the fromes that are dead and Ethan Frome. And I did did read the quote 
from early on when he sees the graves and it's like they're saying, get out. Like, we didn't leave. You know, like mocking him. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, they they were right. And there will be no more Fromes because they didn't fuck. How did we not make an E.T. from home joke yet? Um, so <laughs> I actually have a fucking E.T. fucking stay home beer in the fridge. I, don't know, I didn't do that. Um, so then it ends and you're like, wow, that was depressing. And it makes me really scared to ever sled again. I want to get fucking Sonny Bonoed. Yeah, that was skiing. Close, yeah. but What is skiing but sledding on your feet? True. Sledding is the chair of skiing. Everyone knows that. Uh, so anyway, that tree said, I got you, baby. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, all right. So I guess for you guys, it was either the second or it was the first real time. I read first real time. You've read it. I didn't read it. Nice it was the, I, mean, I, I read a good amount of this one, but I remembered like the story. So I, yeah, knew I knew what was just, going to happen. I knew the gist because at this, by this point in high school, I still hadn't decided to do work. I was still a lazy piece of garbage, but I knew enough to, to read spark notes. <laughs> so. I won't have that bitch humiliate me again. <laughs> I'll at least know the gist of this one. So, uh, yeah. What um, what do you think? So I knew nothing except that I knew none of the plot. I only knew I have had heard the name Ethan Frome, but I knew nothing about it until this week. And I don't think it's good for high schoolers because it is so slow, especially in the beginning. It gets kind of interesting in the second half. But, man, the first half is so slow, so it's not... I really don't think it's a great idea to give it to high schoolers, but I actually kind of liked it, except for the part fact that it's really slow. I was not into it at first. But then I was like, oh. And it was the symbolism, sort of like the foreshadowing, and the symbolism is so obvious, which is, I'm sure, why they might yeah. read it in a high school class. It's so obvious that when I... Looked up what the plot was ahead of time. While I read it, I could actually find some of the foreshadowing and symbolism. And now that made it interesting. Because when I, with the first, when I sat down first before I looked up the plot. I just sat down and I just started reading. It was only the frame story. Only I didn't even know it was just the frame story. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? There's just <laughs> nothing. I don't care about any, oh my God, this is terrible. Let me just look up what actually happens, which is like, oh, that's what it's about. Ooh, oh, okay. So that that made meant when I was reading it, I could knew what to look for, and I was like, oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, when I read it the first time, it, it was you know every book is slow when you're fifteen or sixteen, but this that's it was true. it is this is plotting. Um, I also thought it was decent. Um, it was a little slow for me. I think that kids shouldn't read it because it's like the, what the fuck else do we read? Uh, Tale of Two Cities, where they're like, they're just not going to get it or something. Or uh, what the fuck, what was the other book we read where they're like, kids don't know what it means to like Dost- be uh, unfulfilled. Uh, Death of Ivan Ilyich. Ivan Ilyich, yeah. Heart of Darkness? Shard of Darkness. Uh, uh, Death of a Salesman. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Death of a Salesman, where like they make kids read it because they can say they read a play. And it's like, they don't know what the fuck it means to have like an unfulfilled life because they're kids. This is like the same thing. Like they don't know what it's like to be. I'm trapped and I can never leave my miserable uh, existence here. Though I'm sure everyone feels that way. Like, oh, I hate my parents. I'm trapped here forever. Yeah, but, but it's a different thing. Yeah, it's a very different. That's just because teenagers have no perspective and they're fucking 
so self-absorbed, which yeah. I was when I was that age too. I'm not Absolutely. just saying well, man. Everyone is because that's how, you know, your brain works. But like a kid is not going to get the feeling of abject hopelessness for the end of all joy in your life. Like it's, they're not going to understand what that even could be. Yeah, the whole idea of like you had dreams that you had to abandon. When you're fucking 16, your whole life is dreams for the most, and like unless you have like a particularly tragic childhood. Mostly moist ones. M- very moist dreams. <laughs> so, and the ones that aren't moist, you wake up from and then you just jerk off in the corner. But th- like, there, there's no way to empathize with these characters. I, I, Nate, as Nate pointed out, the the literary techniques that are used here that they could they could teach into in a classroom are so obvious. That's probably why English teachers have been tempted to use this on children. Not like, badly done, not obvious like, yeah. oh, that was so yeah, obvious. They're, they're well done, but yet clear enough that even a high schooler could recognize them. You're like, yeah, everything's a dick. He's going to bed, and his wife is shitty, and that pickle's all withered like a dick. That went <laughs> swimming. And you're like, oh, he likes pickles. Um, but it, it's, it's stupid. Like, there, there are, surely by now, maybe not back in the day when we were in high school, Jimmy, or when Nate was in high school and this book came out, there, were, there are certainly better young adult books today. I don't know one off the top of my head, but I'm sure they exist, they exist that are written for, this audi- for the audience that could help them understand this a little bit better. It's just, it's just. I think so many of our, so much of our education system has this infatuation with the canon, as if like. I mean, it's just because it got passed down from. This is what they read when they were in high school in 1915. We're not going to change the fucking rules now. Back when there were only like ten books published every year, so like, <laughs> and most kids one good one from each year. The one that didn't suck, a, that sucked a little bit less. You know, that's the one that's in the canon now. And also, most kids didn't go to high school. True. You also got a true. job at the milk factory, and then you died at 15 in a mine. You, you never read mine. Ethan uh-huh. Frome. You don't know what dreams are. You had three kids who mostly died after, as babies, and then you died too. Well, that fits the theme of this book. No, these guys live forever, and they will always be miserable. They're being punished. Yeah, they, they have anger to God. It's like a Greek punishment. I don't know if it's a punishment thing. I, I didn't see it that way. I yeah, there wasn't like, enough other Christian shit throughout the book or enough talk about I sin. mean, Christian or non-Christian, like, oh, they're punished for their, you know, their fucking haughtiness or their Puritans. immorality. I think they were just, it's just about, you know, sometimes everything sucks and it's going to suck. And it's just tragic. It's a tragedy. You know, there's no one's, there's no, maybe no moral. It just... Shitty things happen to people, and there's plenty of people out there who have lives just as miserable. Maybe less pickle stuff, but <laughs> maybe the lesson was for high school boys to be like, "Listen, just because the first girl that comes along might let you touch her vagina doesn't mean you should." Because look what happened to Ethan Brom. Said he first married woman, her because she's like, "Please marry me, so I can get my fucking my dick sucked," and then she never does it again. And it's yeah. miserable. And then he wants to kill himself. He didn't want to be alone. Discerning. And now he's never alone. And he's stuck with her, who he hates forever. That He's so miserable. He's like, oh, listen, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to invent sled Uber so I don't have to be home. That's how much I want to It's 7.30, time for bed. 
Yeah, making children read this is dumb. I mean, it's it's also reading as an adult, not very fun. No, it was. I mean, it wasn't meant to be fun. It was a slog at times, but it's. I would never call this fun, even if I loved it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. There's nothing enjoyable about. I mean, there there are some passages and stuff about the book that are good and all, but it's not. It's bleak in, as fuck. in the modern world. Like the way modern books are structured and such, it's kind of like, oh, come on now, we don't need to do it this way. The frame novel, the frame novel thing is still stupid. That was just the standard back then. It seems to be. I don't know why. At least for all the ones that we still read. Imagine that. Imagine like there's like a whole bunch of really great books from like 1880 to 1915 that are no frame. They get right into the action. They're like really exciting. And no one reads those. But no one reads them. Ah. Those you don't have to suffer enough when you read those. They're crap. <laughs> These are too accessible. What are they for plebs? So uh, who yeah. should read it, if anybody? I guess if you like nineteen hundreds American literature. It's not no, bad. It and it's quick, but I I don't know, like I can't think of anyone who's like, Yeah, you should check out Ethan Frome. I think you'll really like it. You know, when I was reading that I, I did have the thought of like uh, now I understand why Hemingway was such like a revelation when he came around. Oh yeah, you, that is true. Actually, the the flowery language of this, which I did actually, which I did like. Um, but yeah, Hemingway was a completely new way of writing. You got to kind of be in like the right mood for this kind of book, unless this is what you, unless you're one of those people that this is what really speaks to you. You kind of have to be in the right mood to deal with the. Uh, floweriness and it's like oh my god just say it she's hot don't make me interpret what she I'm looks hot. like a sunset on a window yeah like what no, kind sunset what kind through of window, a window. Sunset oh right through a window. very different she was hot like a child forgotten in the back seat of a car <laughs> <laughs> mm, i know what you're saying but there must have been a better way to do it edith she <laughs> was hot like a mall santa in miami <laughs> she was hot like the internal Cavity of a hot pocket that had been microwaved <laughs> for 30 seconds too long. Michael, no one is that hot. <laughs> it was like the mantle of the earth. <laughs> Thermonuclear. <laughs> Actually, if you go to any nuclear reactor, the reactor is just a hot pocket that's left, left inside. It got, it got to the point where it was too hot, it never cooled. That's that's like the safety... Ma- that's like, you know, the canary in the coal mine. They have a hot pocket sitting there. <laughs> When it gets to a certain degree, like, oh no, abort, evacuate now. <laughs> that hot pocket's going to blow. <laughs> and then uh, just some unfortunate bastard gets hit with, you know, meatball sub hot pocket or something and just he evaporates. <laughs> and Ethan never got to sample Maddie's hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Can you have a pickle hot pocket? Nice hot pickle. No one should ever have a pickle hot pocket. That is upsetting. <laughs> that shouldn't exist. I this find one's that upsetting. full of pickles, and it's hot. That's, that makes me sad. That makes me really angry. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> pickle hot pocket. I remember one time we. Uh, it was like a few years ago. We did. Uh, my friends did that thing where if you get like a Chipotle a certain number of times within a you window sh- of time. You shit blood? Yeah. No, you get you get a... They give you a free burrito party where you get, like, 20 burritos on the house if you, like, get enough burritos up to that point. Oh, my God. And, then you, and you we were going to do the burrito party, and they were like, what if we just did one special burrito 
where the inside of it was just sour cream. (laughs) (laughs) And you mix it in with all the burritos, so none of them are labeled. So you're like, whoever gets the the sour cream, you're like, God damn it. It's like a king cake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're the winner. You got the cum burrito. (laughs) They didn't want to do it, though. Chipotle said no, because they said it would, like, the burrito would have no structural integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Did they really? really They're like, it's just not going to work. It's just going to fall apart. It's like, ah, fine, I guess. But we still, I still think about that and sour when you cream pick burrito. It up, you would know, like, oh, I was like, oh, oh this is the, weird. <laughs> I, like, I think this is the sour cream. We're like, maybe not. No, no, it is. <laughs> there must be a way. Maybe. What if you double wrapped it? What if you did like the inside was if you did like just, just another lettuce. tortilla some rice, maybe it, some rice. Oh, chunky cum. Yeah, binders. It's just binders and, and sour cream. <laughs> oh, yucky! I don't like that at all. Better than a uh, a pickle, a hot pickle hot pocket, though. So hot pickle hot pocket. The story of Ethan from is that what uh, a CBGBs? Like what is hot hot yeah. pickle <laughs> hot pocket? Like it's the name of my my hipster bar. <laughs> HPHP. Yeah. <laughs> so should anyone read the book? Sounds like not really too many people. Should I mean, watch out and read it. There's I'm sure there's people out there that really like it, and I can see why people like it. I just I don't I don't know who I would recommend it to. Well, it sounds like we're in a real pickle about who should we recommend to read the book. If you want to say you've read an Eth Eth Wharton book, I'm not sure who that is either. Um, this is the quickest one. She she was she won the Pulitzer for something. She was a, she's wow, obviously was a good writer. You know, it's it was well written. I it's just so fucking depressing, and it was a little slow at times. It's, yeah, not like the sled was when it hit that tree. That was the, fa- the only fast part of the book. That yeah. And- when the pickle dish breaks, that was exciting. Those are the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> Action packed. <laughs> All right. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. And use we'll Facebook hashtag and not my pickle. It's for <laughs> just so you know we, uh, we sent you. Uh, or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And if you want to support the podcast, it's patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub. You could also leave us a review. Or you can um, tell your friends to listen to it. And I know nobody listens to this because on a recent episode, I was listening to this. And at this point, I said, like, tell me you heard this and I will send you a dollar. No <laughs> requests so far. <laughs> no requests. So put a pickle in inside your own asshole because <laughs> you're not listening right now. <laughs> And you can join us on Goodreads, and you can tell us your favorite kind of Hot Pocket. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of pickle pickle podcasters. And thanks for listening.